MoneyWeb now on the money. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Chatting now with Visi Mchlangu. He is a partner at uh, Timalop Capital Part- Partners. Uh, Visi, appreciate the early morning time. Uh, you, you and your team uh, have recently provided some capital for student accommodation in, in Stellenbosch. This is purpose-built for students. I'm seeing a lot of it uh, up my PR in Johannesburg, around Brumfontein, uh, UJ, and, and Vitz, where actually a fair bit has been focused on, on dedicated student accommodation. Good, uh, good morning. Um, yes, you are correct. I think these are purpose-built uh, student accommodations for students who are mostly at universities. And what that means is that it provides an all-inclusive uh, facility for a student. So things like internet, um, mm-hmm. uh, study areas, uh, transport, uh, security. And so those are some of the things that make this slightly more different to just any normal flat which has been uh, has been converted. So if you actually go to one of those facilities, it has a feel and look of being actually inside a student residence, um, as opposed to just renting a flat that is close to a um, a university. Yeah, and, and in this case, I mean, the accommodation is called the digs, which kind of sums it up perf- perfectly. And from from a from an investment perspective, I, I mean, you know, I mean, accommodation, uh, uh, shelter, call it as you will, is is typically fairly resilient. We all need to live somewhere. I imagine uh, student accommodation even more so. I mean, you put it right next to the university. There's always going to be new students every year. It's going to be a a fairly resilient, notwithstanding the the pandemic that we saw in 2020 and 2021. Outside of that a fairly resilient sector to, 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 to operate in. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that's quite interesting, even in the height of the pandemic, even though students were not going on campus, one would have expected them to want to go back home mm-hmm. and actually didn't want to go back home. If you just imagine that you've got an 18-year-old who's been looking forward to leaving <laughs> home to go stay on their own, so the attractiveness of actually having your own space and the fact that this accommodation caters for all of the student needs actually made it very resilient during COVID. So we found students who stayed, they had access to the internet, there is a community around, and so you could actually have as normal a life as one could have uh, even during, uh, during COVID. I think the income, absolutely, it is not correlated to most properties. Um, the models there, some of them charge over a 12-month period, some mm-hmm. charge over 10 months, but there is a general um, requirement or general occupants that are quite high. Uh, I think the days at some stage were close to 100% in terms of occupancy, occupancy rates. And, 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 and your, the investments that you make from uh, Tamila Capital Partners, you're doing, this is debt funding, not, not, not equity at all. That is, that is correct. So if you just think about um, South Africa and the world, mm. I think debt or private debt is one of those uh, asset class that is gaining a bit of momentum. Um, so we're not uh, equity providers, but we are actually uh, debt providers. And we require those entities or those businesses where the party has capital and the bank is willing to give them some capital but there's a shortfall. Uh, okay. And unfortunately, with a shortfall, you can't not complete the project or you can't not complete the acquisition 
or you cannot buy the plant because you're short of 10, 20, 30% of what's required. And this is precisely where we come in. We want to provide that uh, additional funding that otherwise you wouldn't be able to raise from a traditional bank and also using your own equity or even selling selling shares to raise uh, to raise that capital. Okay, because I was wondering where you how you sort of fitted in with the banks. Do, do you then work with the banks, or are you still working with the the, the the companies? They would, for example, a bank would say, "Well, he has seventy percent," and then they would approach you, or, or do the do, do the banks kind of work in in, in, coho- in, in cohorts with you? It's a combination. It's a combination of both. Um, on some of the transactions that we look at, uh, the party will come to us to say, "I've raised seventy percent." From uh, from the bank, I need um, thirty. Mm-hmm. On that thirty, I've got ten of my own. Okay. Um, on some of the transactions, we are the ones who take to the party. This is how much we can provide. How much do you have? And jointly, let's go approach a bank to see if we can unlock or raise uh, senior senior funding. So our model is quite flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work with uh, we do both. Uh, of those uh, those models, and and your 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 criteria, your key criteria for investing. I mean, obviously, you want return on capital. You need certainty of 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 the ability to 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 pay back. But, but there must be sort of I suppose certain uh, sort of tick boxes almost. You know, management perhaps maybe certain sectors that you like to operate in. I think you've actually highlighted what I think is probably the more important aspect of what we do. I think. There's two aspects. There's the qualitative stuff mm-hmm. and there's the quantitative stuff. I think the quantitative, everybody understands numbers, modeling. Yeah. But I think the qualitative is where we spend a fair bit of focus and energy just trying to make sure that, firstly, do we understand the space? Do we understand the management team? Um, and is it the management team that we think over the next five to six years we could, uh, we could work with them? So our starting point is precisely there. So we spend a fair bit of time looking at their background, who they are, what they've done, what they want to do. And then once we are comfortable around those qualitative aspects of a management team and the business, only then do we go and look at the, at the numbers. And we do have, obviously, parameters that we want to look at. One of the important ones for us is valuation. Um, if you can imagine where we play in the capital structure, um, going back to that example of the 70% being senior and the 30% mm-hmm. needs to be funded, it makes a big difference what that 30% or what that 100% is worth. Um, and so we do spend some time making sure that we have an understanding of how that company's value, how that project is going to be funded from a cost point of view, just to make sure that what we're putting in is actually not overpay for, for an asset. Yeah. There's a good saying that uh, you make money when you exit an investment <laughs> as opposed to when you make the investment. And so we firmly believe in that philosophy. I, I like the point. And I like the point. People first, numbers second. They're both very important, but people first and then the numbers. We'll leave it there. Fusi Mkhlangu is a partner at uh, Tamilog Capital Partners. Appreciate the early morning insight. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.